Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. When it comes to a thriving career, everyone could use a little support, especially when it comes to transitions. At LHH, we're committed to personalized support, insights, and resources that lead to more job opportunities. No matter what role a professional has in your organization, our services offer an experience that fits each individual. And for organizations, LHH provides consultative support and guidance through the entire outplacement or career transition process. It's outplacement reimagined. Visit LHHtalent.com today. You talk about same uh, same poop, different day. Another brush fire, probably started by another un- homeless encampment, maybe the same one, in the same spot where the 134 and the 101 and the 170 come together. Did you find out what the one Friday was from a homeless encampment? No, or? because there's no news coverage of these things anymore. <laughs> so I don't know. But uh, actually, you listen to KFI traffic. Uh, he's always up there reporting on the homeless encampment fires. I hear it all the time. He is. He is. But I, yeah. I didn't hear. Deborah Michael Ranny, Bryan, yeah. Deborah gave me an early morning. Yes, I did, because I was stuck in it yet again. But this time, at least I got out sooner than I did on Friday. So I was able to get off the freeway and take surface streets. But uh, mm. yeah. Look at that. They're trying to burn down your guy's commute. <sighs> It's bad enough. And you got to stick a brush fire in again. I got to figure out what road goes underneath uh, those ramps or those overpasses. And I bet you there's an encampment there. You could get to the station as early as I do. I don't I don't hit any of this traffic and I have to go the same way as you guys. <laughs> well, no, thanks. I, oh, it must wow. be. A, it must you just be, put your neck on the block there. It must be a lunch nice fire. Is that what you're saying? It, yeah, the, the, the uh, lunchtime barbecue they have. Oh yeah, it's probably got some sausages on the burner or something. Exactly. Oh, yeah, could so be you, raccoons. You, what you get here at eleven? Yeah, eleven, eleven thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. They have a uh, twelve o'clock lunch, and then by the time Deborah and I, Deborah and I drive in, 
Raccoons. Yeah, you mean you have to cook up whatever you can find, right? Squirrels? I told you I saw a guy tear a squirrel, squirrel in half right in front of my eyes. What? Oh, years ago. We were in... Yeah, uh, this old story, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's an old story. Well, then we don't want to hear it again, then. Oh, sure you do. Well, no, no, you no, went watch, and it sounded it. excited. Yeah, uh, it's a new story. You're stuck with it. I'm trying, I remember we were in uh, it's one of the beach city. Maybe it was Santa Barbara, something like that. Long time ago. And kids were small. And uh, this guy was sitting on a bench, and he had found a squirrel, or something squirrel-like, right? It just looked, it was bushy, and it was that size. And he, he just tore oh. the fur right off it. You heard the rip sound. Oh, my God. It was like, whoop. And he, uh, he took off the, uh, the top layer. Oh, and I guess he was, I don't know if he was going to munch on it or he had a place to cook it. Look, I couldn't make this up. I actually saw this. That was the sound. Oh, Some woman emailed us overnight. No more dead animal stories. I can't stand it anymore. I'm turning the station off every time you guys talk about dead animals. <laughs> and here it is, opening of the show. Oh, there you go. <laughs> A squirrel being ripped apart. We got it out of the way early. <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't know why we want to talk about that poor walrus anymore. Oh, too, God, I... no. Let's not. Let's have some happy news on the John and Ken show. Then well, there, then there is no John and Ken show. Yeah, it's... <laughs> we, we all would have been <laughs> selling popcorn a long time ago. But as bad as your uh, commute was, it's not as bad as the poor people that own that 7-Eleven. Do you hear this story in the Mid-Wilshire area? Last night about 9.30, LAPD got a call. A half-naked woman described as mentally ill had a knife. She was disrupting store operations at the 7-Eleven. This is Olympic and La Brea. She barricades herself in there and then eventually trashes the place and sets it all on fire. Goodbye. That's a nice night at this work. This is what's on the streets all the time. And you know, I hate the expression, but I use it a lot. Cherry picking. It's not true anymore. These stories are happening so commonly. We're not cherry picking. It's no. all over the place. No. The, the homeless people are burning up uh, fires that are causing traffic delays. <laughs> and now a crazy woman... Yeah, she grabbed the lighter, <laughs> set the store on fire. The funniest part of the story, that's from Fox 11, is the half-naked woman described as mentally ill. We don't want to jump to conclusions here. I mean, we're not doctors. <laughs> she we might have had a good reason for burning down the seven, <laughs> barricading herself in there and brandishing a knife. She's alleged Maybe there be- was a dispute over an item she bought and she had good cause. <laughs> Just find her an attorney before we judge. 47 years old, huh? That is a rough road. Oh, man. 47 years old. Most of the employees got out by going around her. One employee was unable to escape and locked himself in the back office for safety. Is that a good idea if she set the place on fire? Is what a good idea? Lock yourself in the back office for safety? I mean, I don't, I don't see the safety part there. He probably didn't see the fire coming. He yeah, thought with the knife, maybe she can't get into the room and stab me. He didn't realize she would burn the place. Then uh, the, the woman had barricaded herself inside the store, damaged the property and merchandise... I saw one story this morning that the 7-Eleven was almost completely destroyed from what she did. Yeah, one person. But they did rescue that employee in the office, by the way. But she tried to take out a cop. She tried to hit a, an officer in the head with a beer bottle. But he was wearing a helmet, so he wasn't injured. 47-year-old Karen. Oh, not a Karen. A Karen, yeah. Spelled with a C. Karen Satterfield was taken to the hospital, suspicion, oh, she had overdosed. On the suspicion. <laughs> She's described as mentally ill. There's a suspicion that she overdosed. Booked into jail on multiple charges, arson, assault on a peace officer. Mm. There's bail, but believe me, this will be over in a day or two. She'll be back on the streets. Oh, yeah.
That's the justice system today in Southern California. Now, now in, no in, consequences, and we have to be understanding. In any normal world, yeah, it, you know what it is? Nobody cares. In any normal world, if you wanted to feel sorry for this lady, and I'm sure she's brought all this on herself, uh, you'd put her in a mental institution for, for months and months. And, well, those uh, are terrible. We don't use those anymore. Well, you could make them nice. They don't have to be terrible. They, they, they made them terrible. Everything's a choice in life. Every day you can decide to make something good or you can make something terrible. Everybody who ran this government for decades and decades decided to make the mental health centers terrible. They didn't care. Well, when you're dealing with mentally ill people who probably have no family members that care to look in on them, you know what's going to happen to the facility. It's just going to be like take the money and uh, give the bare bone service. 24-hour a day tranquilizer. You know, every six hours you go in there and shoot them up again. Let them lay there like zombies. Uh, maybe you should just euthanize them. Whoa, look at that. You're going pretty far out there. Just helping you along. You... <laughs> We're going to condense the <laughs> look, show today. Look at you. we got the dead animal stories <laughs> and John's usual... Uh, I didn't say that. You said it. You suggested euthanasia for the mentally ill. Skip to the end. <laughs> well, maybe it's the hopelessly mentally ill. Maybe I should have clarified it because you just said just shoot him up day in, day out. Probably will kill him that way anyway, right? Well, I don't, I don't see the upside of burning down a 7-Eleven. I mean, if that's the choices we have. All right, well, here we are 24 hours later after we found out that the Gascon recall is a no-go. The L.A. County Registrar of Voters has rejected a lot of the signatures, almost 200,000. Now, a lot of people, uh, let's talk about this, we're comparing this to, like, the mail-in elections and how there was a very low rejection rate for the actual mail-in ballots. But you see, the difference is they rejected like over 88,000 of the signatures as non-registered voters. That really won't happen with a mail-in ballot at election time because they're drawing from the voter rolls, right? You see the difference there? If the voter rolls are accurate, yeah. But they don't care because if they send you a ballot and you fill it out, as long as your name your name was there in the first place on their rolls, right? They're not going to go check their rolls once they send out the ballot. No, you're on the rolls. they decided that's a good voter. Even if you're dead. It doesn't work that way with a recall. You're getting people random, you know, at a Walmart or from the website, and nobody knows who they are, and the L.A. County registrars to see if they're on the list. And I guess over 88,000 were not we have on a the registered fa- voter list for the county. We have a failed system. I mean, the system is just one big failure here. Uh and, and, you know, I, we talked about Dean Logan, who is the uh, corrupted uh, head of uh, the registrar's office, right? And everybody at the time that he was hired said, how the hell would he get here from Seattle after? Because basically he blew a governor's election up in Seattle. You know, they, they recounted the votes three times and then they changed the winner. And, and, of course, it went from a Republican to a Democrat, right? And then he comes down here and he loses 118,000 people off the rolls. These people all showed up on election day, primary day in 2018. And Shannon, I was talking with Shannon and Gary before the show, and she actually said it right. It's like everybody's looking at that Dean Logan incident in Seattle and saying, how could they hire him? No, that's why they hired him. If he was able to turn a Democratic loss into a win for governor, uh, then that's the guy you want. That's the guy you want corrupting the L.A. election system. Now, you know, I I, I just don't think this was corruption. I I don't smell it this time. Not when you're and this can be easily proven. If they want to go in there 
and say, all right, show us this 88,000 list of people not registered to vote. And let's take a look at the, the voter registration rolls and see that they're not there. I mean, I, I, you can be easily proven wrong if you're trying to well, be corrupt. Wanna, this is the wrong way to do it. I want to see the proof. Or well, they, are I'm they, hoping that that's what the recall people will do. You know, because they want to take it this far. It's easy to, you know, drag out because there's deadlines on this. You know, you can't appeal this sort of thing forever and you have to get a judge to uh, to say that it's worth doing. And I think the people on the inside know that it's very difficult to undo a decision just practically because of the way the laws and the timelines are written. And yeah, but if you go in there and you find 10, 20, 30 people that signed your petition, you're like, well, here they are in the voter registration roll. What are you saying? Then you've got a good cause to expand the audit. Yeah, that's how I feel. I hope a judge would feel that way. But if you go in there and you check 20, 30, 40, 50, 100, and sure enough, those names are not on the voter registration rolls, then I don't think you have a case. I think it's kind of that simple. They got to do like a sampling I, of this I'm, to I, see whether or not. I'm having a little bit of a hard time, though, um, accepting that there's 88,000 people who bothered to sign this, who knew about Gascon, cared enough to yeah. sign it, and they're not even registered. Because. This is a massive, well, I wouldn't say global, but this story's gone national. It's just so many, and, and some people are a-holes and they'll write down Mickey Mouse and crap like that. You know mm -hmm. that. People want to get involved or they want to screw with it. Could That's be one possible. or the other. I, 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 all right, well, when we come back, we'll talk about Gascon because he's already made another move today. And uh, what I feel bad about is we're going to have at least two and a half more years of this. More people are going to die. More criminals are going to have uh, going to be underserved is the word I'll use for prison time. They'll <laughs> underserve prison time. <laughs> That's the because truth. of Gascon. That's and the... more guys will get out because Gascon wants to release people that are already in prison. True underserved community. By the way, that, that's a hell of a yawn you Sorry, just unleashed I'm there. I'm so tired. Sorry. I hate these cameras. We, we, we're keeping you up. You're tired at two seventeen. What's going to happen at five to six? Well, I was in traffic. And I, I, I oh God, spelled a lot right. of energy there. It's such. Such divas, you two, about traffic. It's horrible. You're not dealing with it. Trust me, it's pretty darn bad. It really is. That's why I don't deal with it. No, there was a backup. There was a backup to his bedroom the other day on the staircase. It was terrible. Wow. You guys think you're noble because you go into this stupid room there and do the show. What the hell's the difference? We're noble. We're working hard. Okay, I want to work from home. I'm going to throw it out there. Okay, John. Well, you can't because you have all your news goons around you handing you stories. So, let me tell you, some of these news goons are not here. They're working from home. All right, maybe you ought to take a cue. All right, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. All right, so the agenda. Of the L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon will continue probably for at least two and a half more years as we found out 24 hours ago that they have rejected too many of the signatures submitted to put the recall on the ballot. Basically, this guy wants to prosecute police officers. We told you just the other day he tried to prosecute a couple of L.A. County Sheriff's deputies that were involved in a chase. And this may even sound like The Onion, like it's satire, but... One of the claims is like one of the cops opened the car door at the end of the chase and I guess the bad guy ran into the car door and got hurt. But stupid. The judge threw the case out. Because that but that's the kind of moronic stuff we get from Gascon and his office. While while their fellow deputies had been shot, one of them in the face by yeah, the cops. That got overlooked, right. Yeah. Right. But let's that, go after the cops. Th that was the real crime. But instead, it's like the cop opened the door at the end of the chase and, uh, I don't know what, hit the bad guy in the knee? In the knee? I, I don't know. I don't know what the crime was there. But under Gascon, 
That's what he prosecutes. So the prongs are to this for Gascon are to prosecute cops whenever you can. When you do have criminals, just undercharge them as much as you can. No enhancements, things like that. And if there are people in prison, find a way to get them out. So the latest is two convicted murderers who were sentenced to death. One of them used a bottle of cyanide-laced gin to poison his neighbor. They've been resentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. This was with the request of the L.A. County DA's office and a Superior Court judge by the name of William Ryan went ahead with the request. The first one is an 82-year-old man. His name is James N. Blair. This happened uh, apparently back in September of 1984. He sent uh, his neighbor, Dorothy Green, she was there with someone else named Rhoda Miller, a bottle of gin. I guess it was kind of a way to say, hey, neighbor, enjoy. Well, apparently it had cyanide in it. And uh, they drank it. And well, this is really sad. Uh, the neighbor, Dorothy Green, fell into a coma that lasted for months, sustained brain damage, and survived for almost two years. Then she died from pneumonia in July of 86. That's when they charged Blair with murder because the other woman did survive. So it would have been attempted murder. You know, he's convicted. He's put on death row. Oh, but what do you know? He's old. He's 82 now. He doesn't even understand why he's in prison. Cares. He has dementia. Oh, good. They should have killed him. You want, why don't they kill him then? Put him out of his misery. Maybe we should have killed him 40 years ago. I know. Instead, we had to pay for this many years in a prison cell. This God. is the problem. Kind of, uh, you know, uh, a lethal this injection. Is really, this is evil. To put cyanide in somebody's gin? Was that's there? That's pure evil. Did the did the crazy guy have a reason for this or that doesn't say in the story maybe if you of look course. it up in the archives <laughs> he probably had some anger <laughs> and resentment about the the women next door I don't know uh the other person that has benefited from George Gascon is Anderson Hawthorne Jr uh he apparently killed people he's another murderer uh, he was 22 at the time, December 18th, 1992. He killed two men, Kirk Thomas, Jimmy Lee Mammon, and the attempted murders of three other people in the parking lot of a video arcade on San Pedro Street in L.A. In a 1992 ruling upholding the conviction and the death sentence, the California Supreme Court said the evidence at trial suggests the crimes were precipitated by some underlying but unspecified gang hostility. But instead... Gascon sent in his operatives to make the case, oh, he's intellectually disabled. He's psychiatrically impaired. Uh, there's no reason to keep him on death row or give him a death sentence. So, because he's not elderly, he's 61, but he's been, he's been transferred off a death row under a pilot program that allows condemned inmates to be housed at a lower security level where they have access to job placement opportunities. Isn't what, what, that nice? What do you mean? What do you he mean? took away two men's futures, but now he may have one at 61 years old. So what redemption. He's not even going to be in a prison where they normally deal with lifers? He's getting well, a lower security? Yeah, he's going to be in some sort of a... And, yeah. a, and a job offer? With, with who? In the prison? I... Well, well, now that he's off the death row, he can be paroled, even though they'll tell you crap like, oh, this is now just life without parole, but it's still possible. No, they, they have this new thing if you're 60 or over. There's yeah, a lot of 61, new parole cases. So yeah. They're probably preparing for that next step. Believe me, this is all very organized by Gascon and his uh, public defender operatives. Oh, yeah, and, go about and, the, and the Democratic legislature. This they, is what they spend their time on, looking at people in prison, particularly for death sentences, and figure out a way to get them out. They really are doing that.
that's how they spend their time. I think, and the other half they spend looking for cops to prosecute. I think everybody who has gotten a death sentence, and if Gascon has any way, any way to stick a finger in there, he'll try to get them off. Oh, absolutely. That's all the mission. Like, yeah, all of them. Like, it's a long-term project for the next two and a half years. We couldn't end it. More coming up. Johnny Kent, KFI. All right, we're back to the Moist line in three days. A quick reminder that you can always leave a message at one eight seven seven moist 86 one 664 7886 Well, now we look at the horrible, ugly, parallel universe. And one story comes from here in Southern California the other one comes from China, and the topic is communist rule and COVID-19. Apparently, over the weekend, this is almost hard to believe, we have some of the audio we can play. This is in Shanghai, and apparently the deputy director of Shanghai's health commission, name is Zhao Danda, this is like the Barbara Ferrer in Shanghai, decided, this is a true story, that there was a visitor in the Ikea store who was a close contact of a six-year-old boy who had just tested positive for (laughs) COVID-19. So the decision was made by the Shanghai Health Commission to immediately lock down that Ikea. This This is a true story. Visitors at the store posted online that some customers who were unable to escape were locked into the building for several hours before they were grabbed and taken to hotels for quarantine. <laughs> but apparently there's a video that circulated of the people, almost like there was a, a shooter in the store. They were right, all yeah. rushing out. And, and I guess these Chinese guards or military or police, they're trying to wrang them back in. Uh, this happened on uh, October 16th. The Ikea's apologized <laughs> for any inconveniences may have caused. They reopened the store uh, today as it turns out. But this happened on, on uh, August 14th well, and 15th. I can't apologize. This is, this is a Chinese uh, communist who did I this. know, but the, some customers will just blame the store for, uh, why'd you let them do this? No, this is you uh, kowtowing to the Chinese government. that uh, and They had their power because a billion, 400 million people allow them to have the power. Imagine this if you could, if you, if you took Barbara Ferrer to another extreme, uh. that they would actually send out cops to lock people into an Ikea store because they had a report that a visitor in that store might have had close contact with a little boy that just tested positive. Have you ever heard of anything so insane? This is their zero COVID thing? They're still doing this. Because it's it's about control. It's about bullying the public. That's what they do. Of course it makes no sense. There's no medical sense. No science at all. There's nothing moral or ethical about it. They do it because they can. If you watch the video, it's funny because uh, a lot of the people are masked and they're kind of confused, but some of them are heading out the doors and then the doors suddenly close on them because whoever got stuck in there was taken to a hotel for quarantine. And, and, it's, and it's over a six-year-old. And it's virtually impossible to kill a six-year-old with COVID. Wouldn't it have been easier just to grab the woman and test her than lock down everybody? I, no, but, but, but Oh, that, but she may have already spread it to people in the store. We've got to contain it. But that, Oh, look at this. I'm watching now. They're trying to... Open elevator doors on people trying to escape. Oh, my God. Because, because what's powering them is, is the control aspect of bullying people. That's what's driving them. Of course, it doesn't stand up to scrutiny for even five seconds from us. This is just mental illness. Is yeah, it is. it is. No, it is. But it doesn't every, every oppressive government run by people who are mentally ill? Well, that's Ill? exactly why I'm making the case, because the communists do want total control over people, believing that government knows best.
and we can regulate and organize everything perfectly. So all you have to do is obey us. Here is some of the audio of the commotion over this lockdown. Imagine you're out shopping or something. You're talking about. We're going to lock you down in the store. Oh. These are the people, some of them are confused, some are scrambling to get out. Like I said, some went to an elevator. when people are fighting for toilet paper. But I'll bet you somebody like Barbara Ferrer reads this, sees this story and goes, yes, you know, that's what well, we yeah. need. Yeah. That's what we call containment. We have to contain the virus <laughs> so that everybody in the store is locked down and taken to a hotel until we're sure they don't have COVID. Or if they do, they, they test negative, whether that takes months you know, or weeks. The subjects change as history goes on, but it always comes down to the same thing. That there's a natural desire in people who get power to control, bully other people, tell them what to do, kill them if they have to. Behind behind every oppressive regime, all the way up to the Nazis, who were the most extreme, that is the basic desire. And you just need the excuse. And then you could torture the science any way you want to. But it gives you the cover in the moment. You get people arguing about the science. And what they're not arguing about is just the blatant oppression of the people through violence and intimidation because they have guns and you don't now back here in southern california yes i'm afraid to report there apparently are some people out there who are as crazy as barbara ferrer and the chinese there's a group la usd parents for covid safe schools and they put a message on social media that said the following because as you know, LA Unified just returned to school this week. We'll talk about the large number of absentees next hour. Our hearts are with all students and teachers today. The mixed feelings of excitement and well-founded health concerns. Well-founded. If, oh, if you see HVAC problems, indoor eating, or sick kids, let us know. Anonymous <laughs> tips are welcome. We're here to keep pushing for safe schools and your experiences matter. So they're actually asking for people, students, or mm -hmm. parents to report any of those things. HVAC behind problems, them? indoor eating, or sick kids. Are there names attached to this? Well, you can look them up. LAUSD Parents for COVID Safe Schools. Yeah, if I'm, you want I'm, to look I'm, up that group, uh, I'm sure uh, it's uh, got an online presence. I am so suspicious of every activist group that exists right now as oh, to yeah. who's really behind it and who's funding it and what's, what's their agenda. What is this? LAUSD what parents? For covid hyphen safe schools seems to be their uh their uh identity there this looks like a twitter message that went out there there is so much mental illness now i i, I mean i i don't nothing's popping up oh this story at red state wonders if it's not connected somehow to uh barbara ferrer or any of the other uh Operatives yeah, at the LA County Health yeah, Department. There's something, there's something that doesn't seem right. I mean, most parents are, are uh, see the damage in, in their homes now from going, 
you know, a year and a half without schooling and then another year with the masks and the COVID testing and the quarantines. It's been terrible. It is, it is life-changing, this era, for all their children. And I can't believe there'd be enough parental energy. To, because what you have in LAUSD is a huge number of parents who just don't care, you know, as evidenced by all the absenteeism. Right. So the idea that they there's a there's some energy here in order to uh, to uh, snitch and what close classrooms down get I people don't know what suspended. The, the goal I, is yeah, yeah I don't know to... what the goal is, and I wonder if this is just some troublemaking group under the guise of parents. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. All right, coming up after uh, three o'clock, the continuing hunt for power in the state of California. It has led to this governor, who's always eyeing the next office, and that would be the presidency, to make sure, because this would be one of the worst things that could happen, that we don't have those third world power outages. So they're allowing natural gas plants to continue to operate. And now, shockingly, they may allow a big nuclear power plant to go on another 10 years past its scheduled termination date. We'll talk about that after three o'clock. But one new complication with that idea has come up, and we'll tell you what that is, too. It's from the land of the woke and the politically correct, which could throw a real wrench into the uh, possibility of leaving this nuclear power plant open for another 10 years. Shut everything down. Let's just, uh, let's just have a big blackout. Let's just uh, run out of electricity. That'd be a good way for everybody to live, right? That'll be productive. All of it. Be the way to let everybody know that all of this is a sham. Let's go go dark. Let's go dark and stay dark. See how long people uh, deal with it. This thing that they're selling everybody that don't worry, alternative power works and it'll power the whole state. How long? Yeah, I know. How long do we got to put up with their lies? And they are. They're absolute lies. They're going to need natural gas and and nuclear power forever. They're never going to get enough uh, green energy. To power California. Never going to happen. Not in our lifetimes. Yeah, and the irony is they want us to go all electric vehicles. Well, that's even more power we're going to need. That's never going to happen either. All right, so you see these these missing person stories are pretty popular. They're often picked up by the tabloids. Usually it's a missing white woman. If it's a younger white woman, even better. They become headline stories. They do often end in tragedy. You witness uh, that woman that was killed by her boyfriend last year. What was her name? I've even trying to forget that whole story. Gabby Petito. Gabby, Gabby Petito. Petito was her name. Good Lord. I finally killed that story. Um, <laughs> this one happened locally. A lot of compassion there. I, it, was just, it was just nonsense. It was too much attention paid to a story. That's, that's just how I feel. Um, well, because yeah. there's a market. There's an audience for it. Yeah, well, I'm ignoring the audience. All right, but I'm, I'm just doing this you, story you, because it's from Opposite World. There was a woman by the name of Laura McCullough, described as an Australian actress and singer. And apparently her family raised the alert that she had gone on some sort of a Tinder date and disappeared. It was a Japanese restaurant in Santa Monica. You may be familiar with the chain Gyokaku, where you kind of grill your own meats there on the little grill. No, you ever been to one, John? Oh, all the time, yeah. Oh, okay. See, look at they, that. They serve, they serve steak. Of course I'd be there. They do. It's big for meat. And then you can make your own. That's uh, even so, better. You watch the meat one of these cook, things Deborah. that they're saying was either Bumble or Tinder. And this happened on August 12th. The family said, we've not heard from her. Uh, she apparently did not show up to work. She did not show up for a yoga class or other commitments. 
They raised the alarm and there was a manhunt out looking for Laura McCullough, 37 years old. Well, she's been found. She was in a prison cell. And apparently she had some sort of a meltdown either at or just outside the restaurant where she allegedly threw a drink at another customer who was there with a two-year-old and then bit one cop on the shoulder who responded to the scene. Uh, I think we can safely assume that she may have uh, been drinking a little too much and maybe had some sort of a meltdown or dispute with somebody. Officers were called to reports that she did throw a drink at a fellow restaurant goer and their two-year-old child. She was showing obvious signs of intoxication, shouting at the cops, charging at them, and they took her into custody. Well, that, and I, I guess yeah. she didn't do her one phone call to tell her family where she was because <laughs> that happened Friday, yeah. and they sent out the alert over the weekend. Have you seen this woman? And of course, when you first hear about you know a Tinder date or something, you're thinking, oh no, who did she meet up with? Right. What did he do to her? Because that yeah, that's where you meet the guy who stabs you. Right, but this is quite the opposite. Uh, she disappeared because she ended up in prison. Well, this is more than just having too many drinks, though. This is something else. I mean, it said that she was she was kicking, she's biting, she charged at them, she's yelling curses. Well, that, some people are nasty drunks. Yeah, I don't know. I think this is drugs. She uh, this is, and you look at her too. I mean, she looks looks like a whack job. She. I mean, she does. She's got the crazy eyes. It's got some weird colors. Yeah, there's streak numerous in her hair. photos of her sometimes yeah. in skimpy outfits. Well, she's an actress and a singer, so she's trying to sell. Yeah, but he, this is the another whole picture. One. Yeah, but she's 37 years old. All right, she's not. She's not 19 on a bender. This is this is a middle. You know, woman approaching middle age. Uh, her cousin told the Daily Mail, "Yes, we can confirm she's in safe hands. Have also been asked to please help update media with the information that she's been located." Thank you for your support, but it's all very slim details at the moment until we ascertain Laura's current state and what her wishes are going forward in terms of media coverage. We're scaling back for now and just focusing you know, on her well-being. They have her listed as an actress. She's barely an actress. Nah, well, she, she was in one short film. <laughs> Wait, now if you're on YouTube, you're a star, right? YouTube right, star. Yeah. I see that all the time. YouTube star. And she was in uh, uh, one play. At a, at, a, at a college in South Carolina, it says she worked as a nanny between roles. In other words, she's a nanny. Oh. <laughs> and and she had, uh, she, she's had like one random role uh, every year or every They've few apparently years. already started a GoFundMe. GoFund who? For her legal fees to try to help no. her. No. And some family members no. are doubting the story that... Uh, they're looking for the security oh, do, video do from you think, do you the think restaurant. Is, do you think this is her first bad day? Uh, <laughs> Look in those eyes. You tell me. All right. We got more coming up. We'll talk about uh, that big power plant uh, that uh, they've talked about closing. This is Diablo Canyon. There could be a rescue plan underway, and it's being led by none other than our governor, Gavin Newsom, because he knows... Blackouts are not good for a guy who's got his eye on bigger office. More coming up. John and Ken show Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. 
And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-back IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173 or visit buylegacygold.com. When it comes to a thriving career, everyone could use a little support, especially when it comes to transitions. At LHH, we're committed to personalized support, insights, and resources that lead to more job opportunities. No matter what role a professional has in your organization, our services offer an experience that fits each individual. And for organizations, LHH provides consultative support and guidance through the entire outplacement or career transition process. It's outplacement reimagined. Visit LHHtalent.com today. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.